Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Welcome, everyone, to your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. All right. That was awesome. You guys were naturals at this. What? Kyle, would you like to introduce our special guest today? The to- person you just met like five minutes ago? Yeah, today we have a special guest, Allie Heater. Allie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And thank you for being the third person ever on this podcast to say the word shit. Ah, shit. Rohit. I said it again. Yes. <laughs> High five. On yes. Air. Bam. Uh, Rohit has yet to say it. Um, do you know what the word for shit is in, in Hindi? Hindi? No, Hindi. but I'd, I'd love to know. Say it. Tati. Tati. Yeah. So he did just kind of curse. Right. No, okay, so we went. <laughs> we, we, I know this is a tuffy, touchy subject. We covered this earlier because what I'm saying is just the word for poop. But, but when mm-hmm. you say the S word, that represents something negative. You're, you're not just using it to describe poop. So, because if that was the case, this podcast is all about gathering up your poop. Like, that's who wants to listen to that? I got all my shit together. <laughs> who, wasn't it Christian that posted something like that? That little image meme thing or whatever. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> and we'd like to apologize ahead of time. Allie's from New York, so if you don't, can't make it through her thick accent. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> my accent is nothing as bad as how it used to be. If you get me on the phone with somebody from New York or you send me to New York. It comes out. Oh, like nobody's business. (laughs) Or if I drink. But that's neither here nor there. So I Mm. will try to keep my accent (laughs) under wraps. And unfortunately, uh, we are not recording at GYST Studios. We're actually at a public library recording today. Um, This is not a public library. This is a private library owned by GYSDpodcast.com. There we go. We are on site. Newly acquired. Yeah. So we're going to be doing some live events coming up. And so in order for Sam the Sound, uh, Sam, our sound guy, who couldn't get his, who was like saying the audio is not working because he forgot to plug in his headphones and he's giving me the bird right now. Uh, (laughs) So we just kind of wanted to test out a couple of things. And so that's why uh, we're actually on site. And so were we at GYST Studios, we would have shots in Allie's accent would come out. We generally do. We're kind of alcoholics. Oh, I'm a little disappointed then. We're not at studio yet. <laughs> yes. Right? Rohit only drinks cheap rum though, so. What? Um, hard pass. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so are we ready to get started now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we let's, can get started. All right, so this is a special episode because this is our 20th episode. So congratulations I to. Uh, didn't even realize that. Yeah. It's exciting. It. Yeah. So we made it. And the topic, we actually gave Allie a list of topics, and she wanted to talk about this one. It's feeling stuck in life, which is a fantastic one. In a lot of my seminars, when I'm coaching people, they always come up, and the question they always have is, I feel stuck in life. I don't, like, I don't know what to do. I know I'm not where I want to be. I know I need to move. I need to change. I need to take some action steps, but what am I going to do? And... One of the interesting stats is out of nine people, only one is going to take some serious actions to change their lives, even when faced with a deathly illness. Hmm. So if you think about people who maybe have heart attacks because of overweight Mm -hmm. or get diabetes or whatever the case may be, all the different diseases out there, the majority of them are not going to make any real drastic life changes. And so when when we come to feeling stuck in life, what that really comes from is almost in a moment of self-reflection. Because what we're doing is we're looking at the past. 
and we're comparing our current situation to our past in a way to where we're trying to think of where we wanted to be. So if, we, if you go back to me five years ago and you said, hey, in five years you're going to be at the at the library recording a podcast, <laughs> I'd be like I, like, I can think of a thousand better things I'd rather be doing. But this is my reality now. This is the reality that my thoughts and actions have created. And so there's two things I can do. One is I can say, you know, I didn't want to be here. Like, how did I get here? How did this happen? How did this become my reality? And I can become depressed. I can just make life cyclical where I'm making the same decisions that have led me here. Or I can take a look at where I want to be, my desired reality, and then take certain steps to achieve it. Now, if we're all feeling stuck, we all know we want a better life, right? So why is it we don't have that life right now? Because the crucial thing that's missing is actually taking action based off the visualization process that we do in deciding what we want our future to be. So to, let me, I'll break do that down one, a little do bit. One more time? Yeah. <laughs> So if I know five years from now, I want this podcast to be a, a major player. And by that, right now we have roughly about 180, 200 listeners per episode. But let's say we want that to be 200,000. Hmm. So if I know in five years I want 200,000 people listening to this podcast, I'm going to visualize what that's like. So in five years, where, where am I at? Where are all of us at? Where's the GYST crew at? Is it just the five of us? Is it the, the 10 of us, the 20 of us? What all do we need to do? So what I want to do is visualize by closing my eyes what the ideal situation is. So once I've done that and I know what the ideal situation is five years from now, now all of a sudden I've got a roadmap. I just have to take the action steps to go from here to there. And so if that means, okay, maybe there's 20 of us that need to be on this, well, maybe now's the time to start anticipating what those 20 roles are going to be. Who is going to be, you know, does that mean... Each, per each person is focused on a different venue of social media. Does that mean we have more on-air personality? Do we have people in marketing? And we can actually get that process started right now. But if you're feeling stuck in life, what you really want to do is visualize the future that you want and use that as a roadmap and take the actions that are going to lead you there. So it's, it's a bit of a complex lesson, but mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Kyle, I know you and I have talked a lot about visualization and and Allie, from, from the time that you said that this is going to be your topic, you know, I, you were mentioning that you've thought a lot about stuff too. So I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on, on this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you sent me that list of different topics we could discuss. <laughs> it's like 30 topics or it, something right, like that. Yeah. Right. And um, it was a bit overwhelming. And I approached Rohit to dis you know, discuss what might be a good topic. And then I was like, well, why don't we just start at the top? And um, I have a lot of... Uh, experience with feeling stuck in life and I was thinking about it this morning and what does that really entail you know being stuck and to what capacity um, you know is, is it stuck uh, prior to moving to Washington I felt stuck in New York or I felt stuck in a job or you know even after college I felt stuck and inundated with these student loans which I know a lot of people <laughs> you know, can relate to uh, and it can be overbearing but what you're saying about visualizing, it's all about attitude when it comes to feeling stuck. Because if you are feeling negative about yourself or where you're at in life, it's going to reflect your actions in life too. 
So taking a positive approach to things, and even if it's little steps, yes, visualizing five years in the future is helpful, but maybe for some people it's visualizing tomorrow or visualizing a week from now. This is the situation I'm in. This is where I want to go. Maybe it's a baby step, but I need to do something, some action that's achievable today to feel the satisfaction to be able to work towards that for tomorrow. So I think that there's a lot that's wrapped up in feeling stuck in life because there's different approaches you can take to feeling unstuck. Yeah. lack of a better way to word that. And I like how you, the thing I really like about what you said is what steps can you take today? You know, I talk about that book all the time, um, The One Great Thing, mm. and that's what it's all about is sometimes it's not about where you want to be 20 years from now. Well, I mean, let me rephrase. It is where you want to be 20 years from now, but what can you do today right now to get that process going? So right. I really like how you brought that up. Right. I mean, something as simple as holding the door for somebody right now, you don't know who that person is. Maybe that oh. person will take the time to thank you. Or for me, I network. I try to network with everybody. Mm -hmm. And strangers are a really great way to network with people, especially at work or wherever you may be. And you don't want to be that person to slam the door in somebody's face. You yeah. Know? It's kind of like making That's first rude. impressions. Well, right. Super rude. <laughs> but jerks didn't hold the door for me. <laughs> and my hands full. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> So that's, that's my take on it. It's something as simple as holding the door for someone or saying, yeah. bless you when they sneeze. You know, it's just little things like that just mm -hmm. to kind of send the universe in a positive spin for yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I was thinking too, kind of the same thing that you had said, what can you do today, right? Rohit was thinking big picture, five years down the line, where do you want to be? Visualize that. You said, you know, have your roadmap. So you visualize your finish line mm -hmm. so you can map out your path to get there, right? You may not have the path. You may not even have your finish line in mind, but... If you're not sure where to start, if five years down the line, when you're down the line is too daunting for you, take a look at where you're at now or a recent goal that you had just accomplished, how that made you feel, and what you did to get there. <clears throat> because for some people, especially people that are feeling stuck in life, five years down, that's a long time. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to wear tomorrow. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right. I know it's going to be one of my eight or ten polos, right? <laughs> yeah. Throw on because it's easy. That you got for free at work. Exactly, right? <laughs> they got, they got some, some vendor's logo on it. <laughs> Robin, I'm yeah. going to need another one. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so if, if you're unsure of what to do or where to start, right, create a finish line for yourself. Think of a goal. Think of a small goal. Um, visualize what it looks like when you get there. The first thing I was thinking of, played golf this past weekend, and I enjoy playing golf. I'm absolutely terrible. Mm. Um, like most of, people. Yeah, fine. exactly, right? But it's fun. It's a reason to drink beer for four or five hours with my buddies and walk around outside, <laughs> right? Where, where else can you walk around outside four or five hours, drink beer, and, and hit balls? So one of the things I try to do, <laughs> this guy. He went there. He's, gonna, he's not going to stop laughing either. Watch. Oh. Watch. <laughs> Is it just the word, or are we visualizing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You good? Breathe it out. <laughs> so anyway, where I was going with this was not to hit Rohit's balls, but was to say that oh, well. you want to you visualize your shot, right? <laughs> like chess, not checkers, right? So you want to visualize where you want it to go and envision what you're going to do and then make it happen. And then you can build a roadmap and, and right. steps to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Really stuck on it, aren't you? Roy's a child. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. No. So yeah, working backwards, yeah. right? Yeah. So one of the interesting things is 98% of adults mm -hmm. never set a goal. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And I started thinking about why that is, right? 67% of facts are made up. That's true. I heard that too. Thirty <laughs> percent yeah. of my friends. Really? No. Oh. So it was interesting about the. <laughs> I don't know why I talked to you. <laughs> so yeah, 98% of adults don't set goals, and when you think about why that is, the base root is we don't know how to set goals. Mm. Right. Like we're we're all taught smart goals, right? And that works in the workplace. In the workplace, your manager is going to tell you, okay, Ali. We need you to go from here 20% higher to this. Right. Every quarter or whatever the case may be. You know that. So at work, we feel really confident because we can come up with a game plan. We know what to do. Okay, Kyle, set a smart goal for something in your personal life. Well, what, what does what? that mean? Like, right. you know, if, if, okay, so say I want to lose five pounds and that's my goal. Smart, smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, all, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's so much work, and what do you do with it? You know, New Year's resolutions, people say, I want to lose weight, but then they don't take real action steps towards it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not so much that we don't want to achieve these goals. We don't want to feel stuck in life. We just don't know how to break out of it. Because throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, college, we're spoon-fed what to do. Here's the syllabus. Follow it. You're going to get an A. Mm -hmm. You go to work. Here's, here's the game plan. You need... Like in Ali's case, you need to increase the, the numbers by 20%. Great, you know what to do. When it comes to your personal life, you don't know what to do. Right. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a look at yourself is like one of the hardest things to do. I mean, we talk about, right, um, why people are interested in physical fitness, but not mental fitness. Hmm. Physical That's fitness, you can see. It's tangible. It exists, right? You can see losing five pounds. You can see dropping 5% body mass or something like that, right? Whatever that looks like. You can't see mental fitness, right, or, or <clears throat> mental improvement. So people don't understand what that looks like or how to create a goal for that. That's why I think the New Year resolution of losing weight is so common. Right. It's easy to see losing 5 pounds, 10 pounds, whatever that looks like. I think an issue with goal setting, too, is sometimes maybe the goal is too big, so it's intimidating. Mm -hmm. But even if it's small, if it's a lifestyle change or... Uh, it's something, again, I'm going to reference student loans because that's a huge issue yeah. I, for me, for a lot of people. And you look at that massive number or that massive I'm goal. I'm going to pay this off. No, I'm going to be dead in this thing. So <laughs> yeah. over me. So um, sometimes it's the fear of trying to attempt the goal and then failing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, again, that goes back to being stuck because you get overwhelmed with the idea of I'm not going to achieve this because it's too big. It's impossible, whatever mm -hmm. the verbiage may be. Um, and you, you just get overwhelmed, you shut down, and you give up. Yep. Uh, and I think that is kind of cyclical with feeling stuck in life because you set a goal that may be too big, uh, you get nervous, you can't mm -hmm. do it, you talk yourself out of it, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of what and I, I think was thinking. That'll, yeah, and I think that can continue to breed those behaviors that you think it's okay just to not reach goals. Right. Because you, you justify it and say, no, it was too big, I can't do it. I'm just going to move on and do something else. Right. Instead of, don't feel like any goal or any task is too small. You know, be happy. Create that small that small goal. If you want to, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, let's pay off a thousand bucks this year. Right. You got a ninety nine more years. You'll be good. <laughs> well, with modern medicine right. these days, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. You'll be around. You ain't going nowhere. They're gonna make sure. Yeah, that's uh, why they're keeping yeah. you alive. Yeah, <laughs> Fannie Mae want our money back, but 
Yeah, yeah, every little thing counts, right? So don't think that any goal is too small or it's not worth it to be a goal. It is. It always is. And once you achieve it, you'll feel better, and that next goal will be even bigger, and you can begin to push yourself. Like, uh, I enjoy running. Everyone knows that. So start with a half a mile. Start with a mile. Whatever that looks like, right? Don't think that uh, your 12-minute mile pace is too slow. No, it's faster than the people sitting on the couch. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) every goal is worth something, no matter what it is. For sure. And what's interesting is so much of life is cyclical. And if I set a goal where I want to run a half mile and a quarter mile into it, I'm too tired and and, and that's it, I can't do anymore. Well, now all of a sudden, I'm going to scale back my goal. So Mm -hmm. now it's only a quarter of a mile. Mm -hmm. And then maybe one day I'm not feeling my best. So instead of a quarter of a mile, I can only do, you know, maybe an an eighth, whatever the case may be. And and you just keep scaling back. Mm -hmm. Same thing happens with with the goals that we set as adults. Yeah. If we come out of college saying, wow, I want to make 100K a year, and then the first job you find is, you know, 30K a year, <laughs> then all of a sudden your goal is going to go from 100 to, okay, you know, now I see maybe 50K is more realistic. Instead of that Porsche, maybe I'll get a Miata. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a Miata. <laughs> and convince myself, <laughs> and convince myself that I don't need that Porsche. Yeah. Right. right? So what are some situations where you guys have been in where you feel stuck and realized you're stuck and, you know, what was it that broke you out? Or are you still there? Um, well, I'll speak to this. Uh, after college, I graduated and went to a very expensive private school <laughs> and uh, had these aspirations to being a high school history teacher. Mm. Um, came out of college and we were still very much in the recession Mm. and the idea of going on to get my master's and trying to find a teaching job said that it wasn't attainable but I needed to be realistic because I needed to pay bills and live and eat so I fell back into old ways of you know I went back to retail which was something I was very good at it was very easy it was comfortable I was living in my parents house Mm -hmm. and I didn't really have any goals at that point. I just needed to do what I had to do. And uh, I was very stuck because I was com- I was in my comfort zone. I was in my parents' house. I didn't really have any responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. I worked in retail. Uh, and for me, a big kind of break, truthfully, as cheesy as this sounds, is when I met my husband, who is very ambitious and very motivated. And I kind of thought to myself, and this is a cheap plug, but I gotta get my shit together. (laughs) If I wanna date this guy, like I can't be this like schlub that lives at home with my parents and works on my (laughs) pores. Like I need to do something. And that motivated me to start looking for better jobs and going from there. And here I am now, five years later living in Washington. (laughs) So um, for me, that's, I'm very- What prompted the move here? My husband's in the army. Oh, okay, got it. So you were stationed in Fort Lewis or- Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So audience, Allie is married, so no, please do not email Allie do at gystpodcast.com. <laughs> Why what are you going to plug an email and say do not email? Right. Well, what? <laughs> email or, or Rohit or... at gystpodcast.com. <laughs> you gave them her email and said don't email it. Yes. You could have just not no, given it. No, I'm saying uh, for, for all the fellows out there, like no, like she's spoken for. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I, I got you too, buddy. Yes. 
My husband. Oh, husband. Got yes. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't think existed for like six months. Yes. He was what? just a picture on my desk and nobody had met him. Yeah. So like it came with that the was frame. the yeah, it came with the frame that you bought at Target. Right, right. I just yeah. like put my face in the face of the bride on the on I the do picture. that sometimes too. Yeah, it happens. And then we met yeah. him, we're like, How much did you pay him to like pretend to be your husband? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that's when I felt stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was trying to see the same thing. I mean, I was, uh, I did the same thing for a while. I was working another uh, retail job because I kind of enjoyed it. I like talking to people all day long because I talk too damn much sometimes, I guess. Um, but it's easy and it's I was good at it. Knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Someone's got to. You just sit here and laugh at balls. <laughs> see? You did it. See? You Sorry. done did it. Sorry, guys. Um, but I had I had to set a goal for myself, right? So I, I, it wasn't a professional goal; it was a personal goal. It was I decided one day I want to run a marathon. So I said, okay, I'm gonna figure out how to run a marathon. <laughs> I've never done this before. I ran like 5k, 10k, a couple sure. miles, you know. But um, I set that goal in front of me, and I didn't give myself an option to fail. I paid for it, so I was like, okay, if I paid now for it, I'm stuck. I'm stuck, right? It's a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> I was like, damn, man. To run, yeah. like I gotta run this far, and you gonna charge me that much money? Right, That's bullshit. This is the worst thing ever. Yeah, what the hell was I thinking? Um, so I just looked up a bunch of training plans and everything like that online, and I think a lot of other things fell into place around that same time because I had the mentality that I could achieve this, this this particular goal that I never thought I would do. And looking it up, you know, less than one percent of Americans have ran a marathon before. I believe that. It's that crazy. You, Less than one percent. You'd have 1%. to pay me to run a marathon. It's, it's paying. <laughs> I was just saying. Um, so knowing that and being able to do it, I think, kind of breeds in that that same feeling and those thoughts into everything else in your life that you can accomplish this. So, um, whatever that goal is, whether it's personal or professional, um, as you're on the road to attaining that goal, I think that breeds that that behavior and that thought pattern in everything else. Agreed. I know you got one now too. Let's uh, hear it. So, I've got some huge goals for next year, and if I don't get outside of you know, I'm not talking about like an occupation. I'm talking about like just my uh, leadership seminar stuff and, and the video series and everything like that. If if I don't make a hundred thousand through through that next year, I'm going to consider that a disappointment. And the interesting thing is I. I've been harping on that number for a long time. And in my speaking with Kyle, it, I, I don't know why this came up, but, it, but the other day I was thinking about that number and what I need to do in order to achieve that number. And I was visualizing having a conversation with you about this. Mm. And what came up is you just saying, why? Like, why that number? Why, what's so important about that number? Why is that number so relevant? And I realized that what, what's happening is the reason why I haven't taken as many action steps as I need to for this is because I'm I'm trying to structure what I'm doing with the videos and, and the seminar company and, and now this podcast and, and the YouTube videos, like ev everything based off other people's successes. So I'm taking like these top 10 industry leaders in this category and top 10 in this category, finding out how they've been doing it and then mimicking that. And Kyle, what's, what's the one thing that we always talk about in, in our seminars? It's um, the hows aren't as important as the whys. Mm -hmm. And so I'm focusing so much on how other people are doing it and then tailoring myself to, to fit 
down their path. I'm different than most people. Like you guys know this, you know, I'm a little unique in my thought processes and, and ways of going about stuff. <laughs> in a good way though, yes. in a good way, yeah. And what I've been doing is I, I've been taking what I'm genuinely passionate about, which is personal development and helping people, and instead of just letting my rawness come out, I'm trying to fit a mold. And so I've been feeling stuck. And so I had that conversation with you, just like a, like a dialogue. Okay, if I were, if I were I saying think? this to one of my mentors, what was that? Yeah. I wasn't there in this You were not there. Okay. He was visualizing yeah. Visualizing. Glad I could help. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle, I mean, I've said it before, is one of my mentors, you know, and, and a lot of times you've helped me so much throughout this whole process that if it weren't for you, there's no way this podcast would be happening. Thank you. And so what, what I would think, what I was thinking about when I was feeling stuck is what would, what would Kyle say? And I'm having this visualized conversation with him. And I realized that I'd gotten so far away from what's in my heart that it, it didn't feel natural to me. And if something's not feeling natural, you're, you're not gonna wanna do it. So for a lot of the audience, and, and Ali, you kind of brought this up earlier, feeling natural and feeling comfortable go hand in hand. Absolutely. And so when she was there in, in New York, she felt comfortable. She wasn't taking those action steps. She met a guy who helped her see the her that he saw. Mm. That's good. That it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and then you, you take those action steps. Like, like Kyle, I know... Emily had, has said similar things to me about you because you and I have been down this path of personal development mm -hmm. and she had not. And she once came to a seminar and you kind of guided her through that process. Mm -hmm. And you were that mentor for her and, and helped her all along get unstuck and see the, see the her that you always knew that she could be. Mm -hmm. And she's gone on to do some amazing things. And so maybe sometimes for us, it is that external person that doesn't take our excuses. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the hardest part. That was like, you were mentioning that was one of the things, my uh, difficulty I have is explaining how to do things without saying, just do it. You just figure it out. Like, if you want it, you'll figure it out. Just right. like you said, the how-to's not important. But some people, it's really hard to, to think that way and to take a step take a step back. So easily, like with you, I'm on the outside. I can, I can easily say those things to you. It's harder for me to say those things to myself because I don't, no one wants to look at themselves like that. That's hard sometimes. So it's harder to step out of that. So that's why you, it, it sounds like you said you had to have that conversation with, you had to visualize a conversation with me or an external source mm -hmm. so you could get the results that you wanted. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people need to do, including myself. For sure. Oh, two minute takeaway time? Two minute takeaway right. time. Yeah. Man, okay. Time just flew by. <laughs> Well, so all that being said, um, Allie, thanks for joining us again. Thank you so uh, much for having me. This much was appreciated. Great. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. She's been smiling like this whole time. The whole time, time. I, yeah. This was so much fun. <laughs> like a giddy 12-year-old on Christmas. <laughs> I just, I like smiling. Smiling's my favorite. Yes, elf. Yes. Buddy oh. the elf, what's your favorite color? Are we just, do we just become yeah. best friends? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Just sit here like a cotton-headed nanny muggins. Oh, oh it's not okay. You're a cotton-headed nanny muggins. <laughs> You can change the batteries in the smoke detector. It will need you again in six months. Yay! <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, before I digress too much, sorry about that, guys. So, 
Today's episode was all about feeling stuck in your life with our special guest, Ali Heater, uh, on location here in Algona Pacific, Washington, the vacation mecca of the Northwest. Indeed it is. If you haven't been here, you need to come here. We have the Green River. Um, we have There's a gas station across the street. Yeah, all oh, kinds of cool stuff. Uh, Tim's Cascade Potato Chips. Yes. Oh, yeah. Going in the Northwest. Yeah, they're from, from here. Yep. They are. Nice. So. I want to be like Tim's and make my chips in the Cascades. Chips is a metaphor for money. Sorry. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate Sam. it. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. So, bad. so, so feeling stuck. So, feeling stuck in life. So, really, it's taking a look at. Um, where, you, where do you want to be? Visualizing yourself where you want to be. Visualize your finish line. Then you can create the path to get there. Um, no goal is too small. Whatever you think it is, if you think your goal is too big, break it up into smaller chunks. Don't allow yourself to not achieve a goal and justify it being okay. Take that bigger goal and make five smaller goals to get there on your path to that, to that goal. That becomes your path. The big goal becomes your finish line. So we do have a way of doing those things. Um, Step outside yourself if you can. I know that's tough. Maybe look at some external resources and see what they're doing and look at maybe past successes or failures that you've had and what led you to that. Uh, so with that being said, thanks again for listening. Uh, take time to tune into the website, gystpodcast.com. Uh, I know, again, I know you're all already subscribed to the podcast, but send it to your friends. Do us a quick favor. Um, do a little review. Again, I know I mentioned this last week, but we are going to be giving away some. What do we have? Real here? We got some mugs. Yeah. We've got maybe some T-shirts and a couple other little uh, little goodies, little GYST podcast goodies. So little thank you. We love you guys. Yeah, yeah. So take a review, share it, like it, send it to your friends, and uh, tune in next week. Someone needs to say take it away, Robin. Or oh, whatever. God. You need to go for it. Take it away, Robin. Take it away, Robin. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.